...to get in trouble by accidentally shooting the son of the Japanese mafia boss. Tessa approached the alley carefully, because even though she knew it was Fred, she didn't like the darkness shrouding him or the strange thinness of his voice. Fred? She paused, allowing her eyesight to become accustomed to the darkness before moving any closer. I'm here. He sounded tired. You have to help me. She listened and caught the sound of movement in the distance. Footsteps, maybe boots, men's voices. Then she heard something she had never heard before. Fred, sobbing. Alarm shot through her, and she walked quickly toward him. Fred, what's wrong? The acrid smell of garbage burned her nostrils as she passed a dumpster. He seemed to materialize in front of her, his face a pale moon, but she could see dark splotches across his chin and cheeks like black paint had splashed at him. This close to him, she could detect a sharp, metallic scent that filtered its way past the smell of garbage. She's dead, Fred moaned, his eyes becoming crumpled lines in his face. I killed her. Who's dead? This wouldn't be the first dead body she'd had to dispose of, although most of the time it was for her uncle, Fred's father, not for Fred himself. Laura. It took a second for her to realize why the name was familiar. Fred's girlfriend. That's right, Laura Starling lived in a loft apartment in this area. What happened? Ichi asked. We got into a fight, and I got so mad, and the next thing I know she's dead and there's this in my hand. Fred held up his right hand, holding a bloody steak knife. He glanced behind them. Where's your car? We have to get away. It's fine. Tessa told him, you'll be fine. We'll get rid of the knife. The police are after me. What? Ichi cast frantic glances around them. A neighbor called them when we were fighting. I ran. Did they see you? Ichi asked. Tessa already knew they had. The booted footsteps were sounding closer, probably coming from the narrow street that ran behind these buildings. They were pursuing Fred. They only had a few minutes. They could take Fred in the car and go, but Fred's fingerprints were all over Laura's apartment, and the police would come to question him right away. How likely was it that he hadn't been seen running away by a neighbor? Maybe the police would lie and tell him someone saw him just to get him to confess. Regardless, Fred would crack like a crystal glass. He just wasn't strong. Not like Tessa. The only way to save Fred was to deflect suspicion away from him. Did she really want to save Fred? No, but she loved her uncle, and she'd do it for him, because he loved his only son. Give me the knife. She spotted a gallon container of bleach against the wall of the restaurant and nabbed it. It had maybe a half cup left, but that was enough. She slid off her jacket and pulled off her black long-sleeved shirt, shivering in her sports bra. Tessa used the shirt to wipe the knife down, then cleaned it again with bleach. Luckily, the steak knife was one of those fancy modern knives that had been forged from one piece rather than having a tang and handle. She hoped she could compromise the blood so any of Fred's blood wouldn't show up on a DNA swab. She tossed the bloody shirt to Ichi along with his car keys. Take Fred and go. Put him in the back seat and make him lie down so no one can see him. Knock him out if you have to. Hey, Fred protested weakly. Tessa slid her jacket back on and gave Ichi her gun. Tell Uncle Teruo, make sure he has your car cleaned so there's no blood. 
and give him the bloody shirt to burn. She didn't trust Ichi to do a thorough enough job of it. What are you? Ichi's eyes were incredulous as he stared at her. What are you going to do? What I have to. She tossed the knife in the dumpster. It would have her fingerprints on it, and it would take them a few minutes to find it. The footsteps were coming closer. Go, hurry. Ichi dragged Fred with him. Luckily, he was smart enough to drive sedately away rather than burning rubber and attracting attention. Within a few minutes, she heard the footsteps at the other end of the alley. Stop, someone called to her. She broke into a run. A cruiser pulled up in front of the alley, lights whirling. She hesitated, then tried to run around the car. Someone rammed into her from behind, slamming her into the asphalt, scraping her cheek and smearing motor oil on her face. As they cuffed her, the full realization of what...